Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you in print and online format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today, shocker, we're talking about another Netflix streaming release. This time, again, it feels like I've got another glowing recommendation. Whoever's been picking their movie, whoever sits in on all those film festivals and purchased the movies this year for Netflix, whoever ran those deals, best year that they've had so far, hats off to y'all for acquiring great distributions because uh, Pain Hustlers, man, I had a really great time with this. This was one, I actually caught it in the theaters because Netflix, like a lot of studios who are doing streaming mostly for their movies, to qualify for an Oscars run or certain awards, different deals. You gotta, you gotta play the game. You gotta put your movie into theaters, albeit maybe it's only a week. Usually you see it at the end of the year when they're like, Oh, our movie comes out on December 31st in one theater in New York. And technically it'll count for the Oscars. So in two months, when this movie actually goes wide in February, you're like, how did this already get nominated? It just came out. So there's all the, you know, there's games that people play in the world of the Oscars, whatever, you just have to do it. So I was able to catch Pain Hustlers about a week or so before it came out on Netflix and streaming. And this was just an interesting one because David Yates directed the movie. And if you don't know that name, he's pretty much the man behind the back half of the Harry Potter films, both of those Fantastic Beasts movies. He knows what he's doing. And maybe he even did the third, you know, I, I think I checked out of the Fantastic Beasts movies after the second one. Uh, but David Yates, you know, you go from very action-heavy, fantasy-minded, I'm sure they're doing lots of on-location, outdoor shoots, green screens, everything, and then he goes and makes a movie about the world of pharmaceutical reps and shitty doctors and greed, and he kills it. I was I was just genuinely when I saw his name attached to this movie I was like, "Huh. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out, but I'm like it made me more curious than anything." And what came out of it was a very entertaining, albeit frustrating film experience, learning more and more about, you know, how our doctors and pharmaceutical salespeople just really don't care about people as long as they're making money. And, you know, Netflix, I think earlier this year, it had a docu-series on the opioid crisis. There been a few documentaries and movies about that, I feel like, in the last few years as well. And now, obviously, I say obviously, at least in Washington State, it feels like fentanyl is just a massive, massive issue. And it's happening in New York. It's happening all across the country. Um, overdoses, children being exposed to it on playgrounds and I'm like, there's been horrific, horrible stories um, centered around fentanyl. And, you know, when we looked at opioids and certain things, it's like, oh, hey, you know, what's what's insider? Well, it's heroin, you know, and I understand medically heroin's been used for a long time for lots of different reasons, especially before we knew the effects of everything and how different drugs affect our bodies and when to use them, especially in the case of cancer patients like this film kind of revolves around they're going to have separate medication that is not meant for people who don't have cancer. And that's kind of where this movie starts. It starts with Emily Blunt playing Liza Drake. She's kind of down on her luck. She's been living in her sister's 
garage for a little while. She's a single mother. Dad's not really in the picture, uh, but she's got her daughter with her. She kind of pisses her sister off, and so she gets the boot. And so she's doing a little dancing on the weekends. She's doing whatever she can. She's hustling. She's like, I got to provide. I got to scrape by. We're not going to live in these motels long, but we got to do what we got to do while I get on my feet. So one night while she's dancing, she meets Bostonian Pete Brenner, played by Chris Evans. Sales guy is like, hey, you know, I'm going to talk to you about all this stuff. You come work for me. You know, I think you could you could do something real good. You know, you could be a pharma rep. You got to look for it because as Barney Stinson and How I Met Your Mother would tell you, you know, pharma girls at one point were the the top of the young women's industry. All attractive young women, they're like, you know, they're pharma girls. They used to be flight attendants and now it's pharma girls until it's the next thing. And to Barney Stinson's credit, just a little bit, as perhaps misogynistic as it may be, in this film you're introduced very quickly to this idea of like, oh, you know, you think it's easy being a salesperson. Yeah, you've got your data. Our drug works five times quicker. That's going to be great, right? The doctor's not going to give you a second look unless you're wearing some nice dress, low cut. Maybe it's a, you know, hiked up skirt, whatever it is, you know, bring him some chocolates, bring him something. And you're like, surely this can't be like, you're like, of course, well, this seems like a really basic ploy of how to, uh, to get an influence with the local doctor, but you're like, surely this can't work, right? But no, frustratingly, it works. Like all things, they're like, oh, we just got to play the game. Even though we know our drug is good for patients, they don't want to listen to us unless we up our ante. What do you bring to the table for me? Why would I go out of my way to transfer my patient onto another drug? And so after Pete offers Liza this job, she comes into where he works. You know, you learn very quickly that half these people are just wheeling and dealing. He's like, you know, I'm just going to pretend like you got all these different requirements. I'm going to beef up your uh, resume here, put PhD on it. Boom. Bring you to the, uh, the head of the group. You're hired. Get out there and go sell. And so Liza becomes a part of this hustling machine, learning to play the game. Also learning, oh, all these other pharma groups, they do these like not quite illegal things, but like sort of illegal things where we're like, we're going to fly a bunch of doctors out to Hawaii. We're going to put on a little keynote speech. And that's why they're coming out there for this keynote. And it's only like 30 minutes. And then we spend three days boozing it up, partying, dancing, strip clubs, whatever, you name it. And when you go home with all your swag from our group, think about us when you recommend drugs to your patients. I'm not even joking. I mean, it's just like, it feels like you're like, no, this is like movie shit. This could only happen in the movies. And you're like, no, this is happening all across the country. Sure, all across the world. But very specifically, all across the country. And so it's, of course, how could we play that game too? And you're like, no. And so, you know, of course, the kicker is their drugs got fentanyl in it. You know, again, meant for cancer patients. I'm sure not a huge amount. But then you snowball into this world of like, well, what if we had incentives and bonuses? You know, if this doctor, I know you're writing 150 milligrams, but if you wrote 300 milligrams, you get a little extra bonus slice from us. And if you uh, get this many customers, we'll throw in a little bit of this. 
and it just devolves from there. And I'm not going to go too much further, I guess, into plot or anything like that, because, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't go so much crazier than you can imagine, I think. But what it really is, is just putting on display for the, for the general public. These people don't care about you. And it's sad and frustrating and horrifying to think that, you know, your doctor who went to however many years of medical school is just like, hey, I folded for a skirt, some chocolates and a new Rolex, you know, sorry. And I'm like, and just like that, now I'm being overprescribed and at a risk of overdosing. And then you've got companies like, well, what if this cancer medication could just be like regular medication? Like, why do all the cancer patients get this? Like, are you joking? And you've got people just turning blind eyes because, hey, well, if everyone else is doing it and the money keeps flowing, why not? It, man, it just rattled me and it really, I guess more than anything positive way, I don't know, just in terms of, wow. You really think twice, especially when seeking out healthcare. Um, you know, really thinking about what people are prescribing you. This idea of if you don't need to, obviously the, the movie talks about this idea that in Americans and people in the world, we just want to numb the pain. There's lots of pain that people are feeling. And so if we can just keep numbing it, obviously we make money. People aren't feeling pain. Everybody wins, but it's not a solution. And so, I, I, if anything, I really hope that this movie just sparks great debate and conversation online, in person with people. Because yes, it is a dramatization of it. I, you know, it's comedic for sure in a lot of ways. Um, but then, I don't want to say Wolf of Wall Street style. You also have this realization maybe later on of like, oh, what really are the effects of what we're doing? Are people actually getting screwed over by what we're doing? Uh, duh. Yes. So Pain Hustlers is just, there's a lot of moving pieces that I think work really well for it. Emily Blunt is fantastic. You know, she's one who balances the comedy really well, but can be very serious. And I like a lot when she's serious, actually. Um, totally commands the screen. Chris Evans, he was good. Uh, you know, I enjoy him. I think he's a good actor. And I think in roles where maybe he's pushed a little more emotionally, I think I enjoy him a bit more. I think this was like, all right, you're, you're a Boston guy. You're a sleazy sales guy. And I'm like, I buy it. I definitely buy it, you know, but I maybe would have been more convinced by someone else. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm like, maybe I feel like you're just playing a version of yourself. Not that he's a jackass or anything, but he's from Massachusetts. You know, he's got the, it's, it's in his blood. So, I don't know. I thought he was fine. I didn't think it was anything so crazy. Not one of those roles where you could just plug anybody in there, but perhaps someone maybe would have done something a little bit different with the role that I maybe would have stood out a little bit more. But he and Blunt have great chemistry. Andy Garcia is pretty fun for the uh, the brief bits that he's in the movie. Always good to see him popping up in something. So Pain Hustlers, I think great movie. Really great discussion, very fascinating topic, and very timely for the kind of state of the country that we're in right now. And we're looking at all these overdoses and horrific things happening with uh, drugs and prescription drugs. And it's just, it's good to be aware. It's good to know what's going on. And I think this 
does a great job of educating while also entertaining. So Pain Hustlers out now on Netflix. Give it a watch. I think if you're if you're just looking for a good movie, I really don't think you could go wrong with this one. As always, stay tuned to NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube for all the latest on movie news and reviews. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.